today on Cornerstone Connection with Pastor Gary Hamrick. There are four basic human needs that everybody has. The need for love, acceptance, identity, and security. And what happens is when we don't realize that the satisfaction and fulfillment for those four basic needs can only really be met in Jesus, then we will go in search of all kinds of things to try to bring satisfaction to those areas of our lives only to come up empty. This is Cornerstone Connection, the radio ministry of Pastor Gary Hamrick of Cornerstone Chapel in Leesburg, Virginia. Pastor Gary is teaching through John. The Rolling Stones got it right when they penned the words to their hit, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. That struggle resonates with every single human. We try and try and try grasping at relationships, belongings, and power, trying to fill that need for something more. As Pastor Gary will explain in today's message, Jesus alone can fill the basic spiritual needs of our hearts. When you realize He's enough and trust fully in Him, He can bring contentment even in the face of great hardship. At the close of Pastor Gary's message today, I'll be sharing with you how you can get a copy of today's broadcast of Cornerstone Connection. Subscribe to the podcast or get in touch with us. But for now, let's join Pastor Gary in the book of John, chapter 6, as he continues his message, I am the bread of life. The Jewish people have, have shown up there at Capernaum, and they're basically saying to Jesus, what have you done for us lately? I mean, it's been, it's been like a whole 12 hours since you fed us. You know, Rabbi, you got, you got any more of that fish and chips? You got any more of that? Any more of that fish and chips for us? That's what they're there for. It's breakfast time now, and they want more of the same. So they're focused on their physical need, their physical hunger, and Jesus is trying to direct their attention to the fact that the bigger issue that they're not even aware of is the hunger of the human heart. There's a soul issue here. And Jesus is saying to them, I can bring satisfaction to the deepest longing of your heart, of your soul, and that's more important than your physical appetite. And so Jesus says to them in verse 27, if you look in your Bibles again in verse 27, he says to them, do not labor for the food which perishes, physical food, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, circle the word life in your Bibles, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal on him. Now, again, this is important in the original language of the New Testament. In the Greek, there are two common words for life. One is bios. Bios means physical life, material life. Our English word biology is the study of life. It comes from that Greek word bios. But there's another Greek word for life, and that is zoe. Z-O-E. Usually for a girl's name, it's pronounced Zoe, but in the Greek, the accent is on the last part, Zoe, and it means life, and it means a fulfilled life. It means 
a life that transcends the physical. It's spiritual life. It's eternal life. It's fullness of life. It's vitality of life. That's zoe. Now, Jesus uses that word zoe in verse 27 when he says, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. Zoe, not bios. He's saying, I provide for you a vitality of life, a fullness of life. I provide for you eternal life that transcends the physical, that is greater and more important than physical life. And so in the context, what he's saying to them is, you have a hunger, and this is true for all of us, you have a hunger that transcends physical hunger. You have a greater need than a physical need. It is zoe. It is the fullness of life. And this is what Jesus is saying to them. Pursue that. Pursue zoe. Go after that which can satisfy the deeper longings of the human heart. And this is why Jesus identifies himself there in verse 35 when he says, I am the bread of life. Again, it's the word zoe. I'm the bread of Zoe. I am the one who brings fulfillment to the deeper issues and the greater longings of the human heart. The problem is, this is true for all of us. This was true for them in this story. This is true for all of us. The problem is that most people try to satisfy a Zoe need with a BIOS solution. I can say that again. The problem is that a lot of times people try to satisfy a Zoe need with a BIOS solution. In other words, we turn to different vices and we engage in risky behavior in an effort to satisfy the human need for love, acceptance, identity, and security. There are four basic human needs that everybody has. The need for love, acceptance, identity, and security. And what happens is when we don't realize that the satisfaction and fulfillment for those four basic needs can only really be met in Jesus, then we will go in search of all kinds of things to try to bring satisfaction to those areas of our lives only to come up empty, only to come up empty. And when people try to satisfy a Zoe need, the deeper issues of the human heart, the soul issues, when people try to satisfy a Zoe need with BIOS solutions, that person just ends up plunging deeper and deeper into despair and discouragement because it's a vicious cycle of never really feeling satisfied. A vicious cycle that brings temporary satisfaction, but not lasting satisfaction. And so that's why what ends up happening is people end up having to go back to get another fix because they find that they're still lacking and they're still empty and they're still unfulfilled. And what often happens is when they go back for another fix, they have to step up their game at the same time because what satisfied yesterday doesn't satisfy as much today. And so there's this constant longing to have these deeper Zoe issues satisfied, but in the wrong ways, through physical and material types of solutions. And thus it ends up showing itself 
in the lives of many people through various addictions. People then end up having sexual addictions and alcohol addictions and drug addictions. And if it's not full-blown addictions, at the very least, we can become consumed. Our thoughts and our, um, our whole ambitions and, and our energy gets consumed with trying to have these deeper issues of the heart satisfied. And, and, and people are constantly on this path of, of trying to satisfy these dip, deeper uh, issues of, of love and acceptance and identity and security, and, and they're always coming up on empty. Temporarily, things might be satisfactory. But long-term, th- this is why people spiral uh, because they can't find satisfaction for those things apart, apart from the Lord. Only God can satisfy the deepest longings of the soul in the areas of love, acceptance, identity, and security. Now, at this point, I'm sure some of you might be saying to yourself, okay, well, you know, Pastor G, we would expect you to be saying all this. You're a pastor, and so you're putting this slant on the complexities of life, but aren't you just oversimplifying it, human behavior, after all, is a lot more complex than that. And frankly, some of you might say, I just like doing bad things because I have fun at it. It's not really a statement that I'm living a dissatisfactory life. Well, please understand that I I don't say these things in judgment of anyone. I'm saying these things because this is the reality of the human heart and the deception of the human heart. This is the condition that all of us face. I say these things because anybody with a measure of intellectual, spiritual, or emotional honesty would have to admit that when you are in pursuit of things to try to satisfy the deeper issues of the heart, and you try this, and you try that, and you try that relationship, and this relationship, and you experiment with this thing and that thing, that something is wrong, that something is missing, you know it. You know, I'm sure I'm talking to people, you're not stupid. We can't be foolish enough to think that all of these efforts, these attempts at satisfying the deeper issues of the heart, when we go in pursuit of physical and material things, and then end up on empty, we can't be foolish enough to deceive ourselves and to think, oh, well, that's just the way it is. We know that something is wrong. We know instinctively that something is missing. And this is what Jesus is trying to get to the heart of. What I'm telling you is that Jesus offers a solution to our deeper need for love, acceptance, identity, and security. Those things can be met in him. This is the reason why Blaise Pascal a 17th century French philosopher and mathematician, he was also a Christian, he said, quote, there is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every person that only God can fill, end quote. So this is what Jesus is trying to communicate to those that have sought him. They got in boats, they came over to Capernaum, they wanted more fish and chips, and, and he says to them, you're only looking to me because I satisfied your physical hunger. There's a greater hunger of the human heart that you need to be aware of, and that's why he says, I'm the bread of life because I've come to satisfy you in those areas of the human heart for love, acceptance, identity, and security. Now, unfortunately, in the course of that conversation that we read here in John chapter 6, 
they steer the conversation back to physical food. They're not hearing him, like many of us who, who dismiss the invitation of Jesus to feed on him and then we can find satisfaction for our souls. They just kind of take the conversation and they steer it back to physical stuff. And so there in verse 29, uh, Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. In verse 30, therefore they said to him, what sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Now, hold on a minute, because at this point I'm reading my Bible and I'm thinking to myself, did you just not have an incredible miracle about 12 hours ago when he's dividing the bread and the fish and feeding however thousands of people, 15,000 maybe? I mean, why are they saying to him, what miracle are you going to show us? He's been showing them miracles. And in fact, if you look at the chronology of events in the Gospel of John, by the time you get here to chapter 6, people have been following Jesus for about two years now, two years into his three-year public ministry before he's crucified. They've seen miracle after miracle. What do you mean? What sign are you going to give us? But they steer it back to physical food. And in verse 31, they say, Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And so they're recalling their own Jewish history when during the time of the wilderness wanderings between Egypt and the promised land, God did miraculously provide food for the Jewish people in the form of quail and in the form of something called manna. Now, manna in Hebrew just translates, what is it? Because the people didn't know what it was, but it was this beautiful, you, you know the joke if you've been here long enough. I, I love to think of it as Krispy Kreme donuts, but, it, but the Bible describes it as like this frosting that appeared on the ground and people could scoop it up every day, only for that day. And it would give them nourishment and sustenance. And it was basically this sweet uh, bread of heaven where, where God would bring it about every day to sustain the people. So in this conversation with Jesus, they're like, hey, our forefathers ate that manna that God rained down. What, what are you going to do for us? And Jesus in verse 32 said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gave you the true bread from heaven. He's talking about himself here. And he says, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven. He's referring to himself. Okay, remember, Jesus is God, being co-equal, co-existent, co-eternal with God. Jesus comes down, God taking on flesh, Jesus now. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And Jesus is saying to them, I'm the one who came down from heaven. You think that miracle about manna coming down from heaven was spectacular? Let me tell you something. There's a more spectacular miracle standing in front of you. I am the bread of life. I've come down from heaven. And he says to them in verse um, 33, For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life, zoe, to the world. And then, verse 34, they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And that's when Jesus says to them in verse 35, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. Listen, shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. I mean, you got to hear those words. Because again, Jesus was not talking about physical hunger. He's talking about the deeper issues of the soul that can only be satisfied in him. He says, if you feed on me, you'll never go hungry again. If you partake of me, you'll never go thirsty again. I will quench those deeper heart issues of the human soul. Now, I think probably one of the best stories that illustrates this is a story that is found just two chapters earlier in John chapter 4. 
I'm not going to read it, but I am going to retell it. And many of you are already familiar with this story. But it's a very tender encounter that Jesus has with a Samaritan woman in John chapter 4 when he stops at a well to get a drink of water in a town called Sychar. Now, the Bible says in John 4 that his disciples have gone into town to get food, and Jesus is left alone there at this well, and along comes this Samaritan woman. The Bible says it's in the middle of the day, which is very unusual, because women would typically come to the well in the cool of the morning or in the cool of the evening, and they would often come together as a group. Here she is coming all by herself in the middle of the day, very unusual. We come to find out why later. She doesn't really fit in with the wives of Loudoun County. She is not really accepted by them because we find out later she's been married and divorced five times. And so she doesn't come with the rest of the ladies. She's, she's too ashamed. She doesn't fit in. She happens to come, though, at the very moment that Jesus is there at that well by himself. This is a divine appointment, and she has no idea. And Jesus strikes up conversation with her. To make a long story short, in the course of the conversation, Jesus makes a statement to her, and the statement is going to lay her heart wide open because he's going to get to the issue that is deeper than just physical thirst in this example. It's a spiritual thirst. It's a spiritual hunger. And the statement that Jesus makes to her is, In the course of this conversation, he says to her, why don't you go call your husband? And she says to him, I have no husband. And having, of course, the wisdom of the Spirit and discernment to see right into her heart and into her life, Jesus says to her very tenderly, he doesn't shame her with this, he just points out the fact. He says, well, you're right. The fact of the matter is you've been married five times, and the guy you're living with right now, number six, you're not married to. Now, in that moment, she, she's just undone because she just realizes that Jesus is no ordinary man. By the end of the story, she realizes he's Messiah, somebody who can penetrate and look right into her soul and realize the things about her life in such detail. She realizes this is no ordinary man. And what Jesus did in that moment, in that conversation, was he pointed out to her the deep longing of her heart. The cry of that woman's heart was, would somebody please love me? So she went from man to man to man to man, one relationship after another, one sexual encounter after another, thinking that somewhere along the line, she will find satisfaction, only to realize she comes up empty. And this is why then Jesus says to her, if you drink from the water that I offer you, he talks about living water, and he's referring to himself. He says, you'll never thirst again. You'll never thirst again. She says to him, sir, give me some of this water. Friends, listen, this is the whole meaning behind John 6, 35. When Jesus says, I am the bread of life, he who comes to me shall never hunger, And he who believes in me shall never thirst. He's offering for us satisfaction and fulfillment like nothing and no one else can give us. 
Now, I want to make this point. I want to be clear about this. I'm not saying that if you come to Jesus, the real reason Jesus came is to just bring satisfaction to your human existence. Okay? That's not what I'm saying. Jesus came to die on a cross for our sins. There's a problem facing all of us, and that is we're all dying of the same terminal illness, and it's called sin. Jesus dies on a cross that we might have forgiveness of our sins, that we might through faith enter into a relationship with him. What I am saying is that when we come to him by faith and have a relationship with him and accept Christ as our personal Lord and Savior and have our sins forgiven, that what happens is in that relationship, we find that life is satisfying now and we have the promise and the assurance of eternal life to come. So I don't want anybody to misunderstand this whole sermon is about just come to Jesus and you have a more satisfying life. No, we need him because we have a sin problem. That's why he died on a cross. But what I'm saying is when we enter into relationship with him, one of the beautiful benefits is we get a satisfying life now and we get eternal life to come. And this is what he wants for us. And so what about you? Do you know him as the bread of life? Have you been in search of finding satisfaction only to come up empty because you've been trying to meet a Zoe need with bios solution? You've been trying to find satisfaction in all the wrong places for all the wrong reasons and it never really fully satisfies you. I just want to encourage you today. Give your heart to Jesus. Not just because he brings satisfaction to your soul, but because he offers you also eternal life through faith in him. But thanks be to God that in knowing him, in having a relationship with him, that we can experience him as the bread of life to bring satisfaction to the deeper issues of life. That real love and acceptance and identity and security can be met in Jesus. And so I don't know where you are today. Maybe you've been struggling in those areas. Maybe this today is like eye-opening to you and you realize you don't have to go through life. Just like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Maybe your deal is one relationship after another. Maybe you've been self-medicating with alcohol or drugs. Maybe you've been searching for fulfillment through success or money or all kinds of material or physical things. And, And listen, there is only one who can really bring satisfaction to your soul, both now and for eternity. The one who offers Zoe life, and that's Jesus. Thanks for tuning in to Cornerstone Connection with Pastor Gary Hamrick. Pastor Gary has been teaching about Jesus, defining who exactly he is and why he's so important to you. Jesus is the I Am, and he can change your life. If you have any questions or would like to share a prayer request with us, please contact us. You can reach us by calling 703-771-1500. 
You can also listen to more teachings in this series by visiting our website, cornerstoneconnection.cc, or just download our mobile app. That way you'll have biblical messages available to listen to whenever you want, wherever you are. We encourage you to continue reading about Jesus yourself as well. You can find Him in every book of the Bible, but we'd be happy to help point you towards specific scripture pertaining to His life and ministry. Just ask when you call. Again, our number is 703-771-1500. We'd love to meet you too. You're invited to join us this weekend at Cornerstone Chapel in Leesburg. We're meeting in person as well as online, and you can find all the information you need on our website. Again, that's cornerstoneconnection.cc. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for tuning in for this Jesus is the I Am series. And we hope you'll join us again right here on Cornerstone Connection. You know